Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. And this is episode number 304, 304. How the heck are you bastards doing? How are you doing, bastard army? How are you doing? Folks, I want to tell you something right now. Uh, you know, sometimes you watch a sitcom and you look at the sitcom and you realize how stupid the situations are, how contrived the situations are. You look at all these TV programs and they keep reusing the same damn stories all the time. And you start thinking that is dumb, dumb, dumb. No one lives like that. That never happens. That is ridiculous. But if you really think about it, look at what happens to you on your normal life. And don't you realize how many times those stupid sitcom situations actually happen to you almost exactly the same way they happen on these stupid television programs? You know what I'm talking about. And I was thinking about something that happened to me years ago when I was up in New York all the time. And, uh... <laughs> And it was so, and I, when I look back on it, I'm going, good Lord, it's a damn sitcom. I was living a sitcom for, for a period in my life. And good Lord, the only thing missing was the laugh track and me making any sort of money. <laughs> right? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm up in New York and at the time I'm a, I'm a young man, not, not a super young man, but a young man. And I'm going out with a lady who's a little older than me. And at the time, she was a bit controlling. But, you know, quite frankly, I was having lots of sex with her. So I really didn't care because <laughs> I was born a dude. <laughs> we don't care. As long as you don't kill us, if you, we let you let us jump on top of you, we put up with a lot of crap, especially when you're that young. So I'm OK with the fact that she's controlling. It's not a big deal. I'm not. A, it does not a big deal. She would start to become annoying. I would we'd go to a restaurant. I try to order food and she decided she wanted to order what the hell she wanted to order and didn't think I should be eating the stuff that I'm eating. And I'm looking at her going, I can't believe she thinks she has the nerve to order my food. I'm about to put my foot down and make sure she understands that even though she's a little older than me, I'm a damn man and I will order. And then she takes off her jacket and then I see that dress and I go, I, I think I'm going to have this now. Nasty ass food because the food's going to be nasty, but her neck's not going to be nasty. And I'm going to get the munch on that later. So I'm just going to have to eat this disgusting food that I don't like, because later on, I'm going to get to slob down on them necks and the neck and shoulders. Sorry, that's how dudes think, at least young dudes. But the thing that was really annoying to me the most and one of the things that was so much of a pain in the neck that I almost didn't want to even be around her was her best friend. The, you know, and I'm not talking about the best friend where of the group of friends, just the best. I'm talking about one of those best friends that's always there. One of those best friends that's around so much that. Uh, you literally more often than not, when you go to her apartment, even if you show up by accident, if you show up and she knows you're showing up, that friend is always there. You'll show up to go out on a date. You got your clothes on. You, you got yourself ready. You took that shower that you take when you know you're going to be having sex, not the regular shower, but the, I'm definitely going to be having sex shower. You take that. But then, you know, there's a difference, ladies. You know what I'm talking about? You know what shower you take when you're just going out, going to work and you're just going to go about your day and you know the shower you take when your dude's coming over and stuff's about to happen you know what i'm talking about don't act like you don't back to the story and then you pull up and her friend's always there now if you show up at random times just because you're in the neighborhood and you're like let me go 
chimp jumping in to see my woman. Well, when you show up, you're basically interrupting her time with your girlfriend. And she doesn't take the hint. She doesn't leave. She all of a sudden thinks it's a threesome. And unfortunately, not the kind of threesome you'd want it to be. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. She's hanging around. Right. You're trying to watch a romantic movie on the TV and she's sitting there and you're snuggled up with the girl and her friend is sitting there. She's not even uncomfortable with the fact that you're all snuggled up. She's not uncomfortable at all. She's having a conversation with you and you can't answer. Why can't you answer? Because, you you know, you have a part of your woman's neck in your mouth. And you're slopping on the neck and you're thinking most people would go. This is uncomfortable. I should leave because it's obvious that the second I walk out the door, they're going to jump on top of each other. But this person is the queen of being a oblivious that's the kind of person she is now she gets a boyfriend and you're thinking great finally if you start getting some action maybe you can go away and then my girlfriend and i can have more action i know she's going to be around less she's going to be with her dude and did by get back i show up and she's at the house and the dude's there too and i'm going good lord you're a dude don't you realize you're a third wheel and now you're a fourth wheel? You're not even a fourth wheel deal, dude. You're the damn spare tire on the on the car with the... That's all you are, damn it, you bastard. Why are you here? Now, I'm going to jump back and forth a little bit. We're going to stop right here where the guy's at the house. I walk in. It's my woman, her friend who's a pain in the butt, and this new dude that she's hanging out with that I hoped would have something to do to get it a hell away so I could spend more time jumping on top of my girlfriend. And I'm already not liking this bastard. Now, when you think in terms of your relationship, your girlfriend is the meal. Right. You meet your girlfriend. She's got the personality, the charm, the look and the, 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 the whoop, the whoop, all the good stuff that makes you want to spend time with her. And if she has good friends or good friends or additions to the meal, her friends are, you know, your her, your 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 woman is the is the is the meat. She's the steak. She's the fish. Right. And then if she has a good friend, a good friends, a side dish, a good friend is somebody to hang out with your, her good friends, you know, the mac and cheese or whatever, the potatoes or whatever that crap. And then you have another friend that you kind of like, but you only like when you're with them. So that person's, you know, whatever the other thing is. Well, the friend that's a best friend in this particular scenario is parsley. She is parsley on the plate, right? You don't even really want parsley on the plate, but it's but the parsley is not enough to ruin the meal for you. You can enjoy the meal anyway. The steaks are just as delicious. The mac and cheese or whatever side dish you like is just delicious. This other side dish is just delicious. And the parsley's there. The parsley is, is accepted on the plate because it's there. You don't get the plate and flick the parsley off. That's stupid. You just eat the round and everything. You eat everything else. You leave a little crumbs on the plate. You put the plate in the dishpan. When the busboy comes, the parsley's always on the plate. And you know there's going to be more parsley when the plate comes out next time when you get another meal, but you've grown to accept it. So now we go back to the apartment. And I see the dude and I'm thinking, good Lord, now I have two clumps of parsley. That's all right. I can put up with the parsley because the meal of my woman is so awesome. I can put up with it. But as it turns out, oh, no, this guy's not parsley at all. I'll give you another example. You ever get a drink, right? You get a drink and they have that stupid piece of fruit on the drink. And every once in a while you take that piece of fruit off and you bite the fruit. And you're hoping one of these times this orange slice isn't going to be sour. And you bite into it. And it turns out that and you know you should need it. And you hope one day you're going to eat that orange slice and it's going to be great. Well, she's that orange slice, just like she's the parsley. 
But then one time they send out the same drink and it's got an orange slice on it, but it's got a cherry in the drink. And you're going, okay, I already know the orange slice sucks. I'm pretty sure that this cherry piece is going to suck, but what the hell, I'm going to try it. So you pick the cherry stem up, you pop the cherry in your mouth, and that cherry is a damn good cherry, okay. Well, he's kind of like that. Not the popping in your mouth part, because that would be kind of weird. Dude, why is your finger in my mouth? Well, I don't know. That's That's weird. Back to the story. But as it turns out, this guy's a pleasant dude. As it turns out, this guy is from my hometown. As it turns out, this guy likes exactly the same sports teams I like. As it turns out, this guy likes the UFC. Oh, my goodness. As it turns out, this guy and I agree on political crap. As it turns out, this guy is just like me. But enough dip, he's different than me enough to be interesting, but enough like me where I feel comfortable around him and I'm going, okay. As it turns out, her friend is still parsley, but this guy's like a boner. This guy's like breadsticks. This guy's like soup that you get for free with the dinner and you didn't know you were going to get it and it's great soup. That's what this dude is. Parsley, the hell with you. The new soup, I'm down with it. But there's something you need to understand about the girl, girl, the woman I was seeing at the time. She was one of those ladies and, and guys are like that, too. This is not gender specific, but in this particular case, I'm a heterosexual male and I only date women. So I got to talk about what happened to me with women. Too bad. Back to the story. She was one of those ladies that didn't like you to be happy or happier than her. She couldn't take it. Right. There's a certain level of, of happiness that was allowed in our relationship. And she wanted to make sure she always had at the at the minimum 51 percent of the happiness. And I could have no more than 49. Oh, no. Oh, no. She would. Lit- I mean, if I if I was happy, I would actually have to act like I was a little less happy than I actually was because I didn't want to have a fight. If we were out and I was having a great time and I was laughing and joking and being a great guy and having a great time and she would be looking at me and I'd look over at her and she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and I could see her eyes start to squint up and I could see her mouth curl up and I could see her making that very, very slight movement of her head to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right as if she's saying no. He's happy. I can't have that crap. And I already know. I already know what the car ride's going to be like. I already know what the train ride back to Philly at the time is going to be like. I already know when I come back, there's going to be several answering machine messages with her saying, whoa, so I saw you. What were you so happy about? Was it about that bitch with the big breast that was serving us the food? You want her, don't you? You make me sick, you bastard. I know it's coming. There were times when we was just me and her and there was no one else. I took her on a picnic, a romantic picnic, romantic picnic. And I had the food and all of that kind of stuff. And everything was great. And there was nobody around. And we had a romantic evening. We had the food and I had a little music on the boombox. Nobody was around. And this was before they had surveillance cameras everywhere. And I'm not going to say what happened, but it rhymes with me banging her. <laughs> okay, maybe it doesn't rhyme with that. That's exactly what happened. And it was a great evening, great food, great music, romantic moments with the water and the moon and all of that kind of crap. Some good old fashioned boom, boom, jiggy, boom, da boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, boom, jiggy, boom, da boom, jiggy, jiggy. And that means sex. We get back in the ride. I'm about to take her home. And I'm figuring, you know what? This is going to be a great night because not only did we just get it on on a blanket in the with the moon on my butt. We're not going to go back to her house and we're going to get it on. And then I'm going to open up the room and try to position her bed so the so the moon's on my butt again because I for some reason, I kind of like the moon being on my butt. <laughs> That's none of your business. I'm going to cut that out back to the story. And of course, we go back and she goes, why are you moving my bed? Are you trying to position the bed so the moon's on your ass again? And I went, yes, I am. She goes, hey, what the hell? 
And then I got it on with it with the moon on my ass. <laughs> I'm going to cut that part out too. back to the story. And after as I'm leaving, I give her a peck on the forehead. Eh, you really have to go? Yeah, I got to go back to Philly. I got some shows I got to do. OK, great. I'm walking past the bedroom door. And I look back at her, and she looks at me, and I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, and she's smiling. And then I go to the front door, wait a minute, and I'm going, oh, she's going to come over here and give me another little kissy. I'm going to be getting ready for the kiss I'm about to get. And she walks out, let me ask you a question. When you bought that food at the store, would you put the picnic, yes? Was that bitch with the big tits there the one that you was always looking at? Oh, God, she had to start a fight, and all of a sudden she's yelling and screaming, and we're fighting, and I'm trying to get the hell out, and she won't let me the hell out. She couldn't let me be happy. And I remember that. And over the course of a relationship, I figured out ways to hide just enough of my actual happiness away from her. So she was always thinking that she was more happy so we could have a harmonious, dysfunctional last relationship. Well, unfortunately for me, I was so happy to meet this dude and having such a great time. I'm sitting with this dude. She's sitting with her friend, her, her best friend on the other side of the room. I'm sitting with this dude and we're laughing and joking and having a great time and high fiving and talking about our favorite team and all of this kind of crap and fights we saw and all of this good kind of crap. And we're laughing a little bit too loud for her having too much of a good time. I think after the fourth high five, she heard the high five sound. And I think there's apparently there's a three high five limit. I can't high five a dude more than three times and she starts to get pissed off and I look over at both at, over at her and she's looking at her friend and her friend's oblivious and she's talking and talking and talking about some stupid crap and no one knows what she's talking about nor cares because she's parsley yeah I said it and I look over at her and, I'm, and the guy's laughing and joking and I look past him and I see her and she's got her eyes squinted up and her mouth is starting to turn and she's making that no that back and forth thing with her head and I'm going crap I'm having a great night and now I know what's going to happen the second these two leave. I'm going to have to listen to about 15 minutes of crap. Maybe even a half an hour of crap. And as it turns out, it was 45 minutes of crap. Damn. Damn. And in the tribute to Florida Evans, damn, I'll add a third one. Florida Evans from Good Times for my young listeners. Look it up. The episode where James died and, you know, the family was mad at well Thelma was mad at the mother Florida Evans because she didn't see her grieve and then after having everyone over at the house the, the, the grief actually struck Florida and she goes damn 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 and then drops the plate of food or something like that and then everybody realizes that she actually is feeling the grief okay now you don't have to look it up back to the story and I'm wondering what was that all about all the fighting this this fighting is just too much I can't uh I got to figure out a way to hang out with this dude and not be too happy. I can't be too happy with this dude and hanging out with him because every time she sees me happy, I get in trouble. Right? So I started being more subdued whenever we'd hang out. And I could see the disappointment on his face because he thought he had a new best friend. A new best friend from his hometown. His hometown that liked all the same stuff and had the same political leaning. Someone he looked forward to talking to. I had to avoid some of his phone calls because if I was on the phone with him too much and she wasn't around, I, one time I talked to him, we're back to laughing and joking and having a great time and verbal high-fiving each other. And I'm sitting on the bed and I'm doing some stuff on the, you know, writing some jokes for, for later on while I'm talking to the guy and we're laughing and joking. And I turn back around and she's coming in the room and I don't realize how happy I'm sounding on the phone and she's coming into the bedroom and I'm going to do what any other red blooded American man is going to do, hang up on my friend and jump on top of my woman. But I 
look back and what do I see? Do I see my beautiful, beautiful woman who I was, I was in love with at the time? Do I see her looking happy because her man's happy? I look back and what do I see? I see her eyes squinting and her mouth starts to turn up. Her head's turning to the left and the right. And I realize I better make this phone call last because the second I put this phone down, I'm going to get it good. And I don't mean the kind of get it good that you normally expect in the bedroom. I'm talking about get it good, a verbal tongue lashing. And I know tongue lashing sounds like a good thing and normally it is. Ah, moon butt. But this time it wouldn't be. Right. Now he's trying to get off the phone and I'm like, you, you, you ever been in a situation where, you know, your parent is going to whip your ass when you go home and you're trying to stay at your friend's house longer because the inevitable ass whipping is coming. It was kind of like that, except for there was no ass whipping, although we were kind of into that. No, <laughs> just kidding. I mean, I will be cutting that part out also. So I hang up the phone and he just say, you going to, so what's going on? Why used to be get big, get bigger? I don't even remember what she said, but it just was a whole lot of her sitting close to me with a lot of finger wagging. And then as she, she goes into the bathroom to yell at me some more, she puts on her, you're definitely not getting any pants and some of that stupid, you're definitely not even going to get a kiss cold cream on her face. And I'm sitting there like, I might as well go back to Philadelphia. And then she goes, Oh, so you're just going to go back to Philadelphia because you're not getting none. You ain't no real man anyway. And I'm going, Oh, good Lord. Now I got to sit here. And she's going to be angry and I'm going to wake up with cold cream on me and those you can't touch my butt pants. And this is horrible. So now I know I have to figure out a way to, like I said, hide my happiness. I can't be too happy. I can't be too happy. And it's annoying. It's frustrating. And sometimes you got to figure out a way to hide your happiness. But then I decided, no, damn it. I'm not going to hide my happiness. I'm not going to hide my happiness. I like this dude. You like your friend. I don't get mad when you're with your friend. In fact, I'm kind of happy when you're with your friend. Damn it. I'm not going to. So I decide I'm going to be even happy than I actually am with the dude. And I went to four high fives as quickly as possible. And she squinted her eyes and she's got her, the mouth going and she got her head shaking back and forth. And I know she's going to get mad at me, but you know what? I don't give a crap. I did. You know that that uh, Millie Vanilli where you run up to a guy and you do the flying chest bump. I chest bumped the guy doing the game. Game. I bro hugged him four times. So now it's two chest bumps, four high fives and four bro hugs. And I did it while I was looking right at her like, yeah, that's right. I just bro hugged while I was smiling. And I'm not really more of I'm really more of a one bro hug, pro bro hug guy. I bro hugged his ass four damn times. That's right. With an extended backpack. Plus I high fived his ass five more times in addition to the four. You're damn right. And what you going to do about it? That's right. I, you gonna get mad at me any damn way so i'm gonna enjoy all these bro hugs right i'm gonna enjoy this crap you're damn right yeah and, I, and then they left and i'm sitting there on the couch like yeah all right you're gonna see how this is you think i'm scared of you you think i you think you haven't yelled at me enough all the time you just don't like me being happy well let me tell you something baby i don't give a crap but tonight i'm gonna give as good as i got you gonna bring up some stuff i did in the past and even though i can't remember all the dumb crap you did i made notes and you're even gonna be more angry because you're gonna say something bad about me and i'm gonna pull out some three by five cards and say remember that crap you did on this date and i got a flow chart about all the stupid crap you did and and a PowerPoint presentation called Stop Being an Evil Witch. It had another first letter on it because, I mean, I would have had, the, uh, wouldn't have been witch. It would have been another first letter. But, I, you know, that would have been pushing it. That, but I would have wound up being pushed down an elevator shaft. And I didn't want that because she probably, I mean, you, you think I'm kidding. She probably would have walked out to the elevator and chewed the wires 
a part of self just so there wouldn't be an elevator there and then thrown me down the shaft. <clears throat> anyway, and I'm sitting there waiting for the fight. I know it's coming. I know you're going to come in this room. You're going to start saying some crap. But I'm telling you right now, I'm ready for your ass. You can see what you're going to do when you come in here. And I'm sitting there on the couch like, yeah, and and she goes, what? And I go, yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you had that look in your face. I don't really know what look you're talking about. I really don't know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then she kissed me. And I'm going, huh? And then she starts making out with me. And I'm confused, but of course, I'm not going to not feel her up and get it on. So I'm going through the whole process. And then she goes into the other room and I'm like, oh, this is incredible. This is the best thing in the world. She probably realized that when I manned up and let her know what the hell was going on and that I wasn't going to put up with this crap anymore. She let me know I wasn't going to put up with this crap anymore. I said, I'm the man. And that's it. And I hear the shower going. And you know, if you live with a woman or I wasn't living with her at the time, I was just spending a lot of time at her apartment, you know, damn well. What it means when the shower comes on when she doesn't really need a shower oh you know exactly what that means you're damn right yeah jack and i'm sitting in a chair like ha, you're damn right and then she comes out she's got this robe on and i know i can see that she ain't wearing nothing underneath the robe because all the stuff that i like on her that is good stuff is now jiggling around and shaking around and she's smiling at me and she leans over and gives me a kiss and she's got both hands on both sides of my face and then she points to the shower and says your turn and i'm like you're damn right and she just had the you i'm about to get it on shower and i took my i'm about to get it on shower you're damn right and then I put on robe because there's now a robe to put the robe on, dry myself up, get myself all groomed up and I'm ready to take care of that business. And I'm sitting there looking in the mirror, singing all sorts of uh, ultra manly songs to prove how manly I am. I'm singing a theme song to Walker, Texas Ranger. I'm singing a theme song to the fall guy. I'm, I'm humming a theme song to a team because the a team's about to walk into that room and do what the a team does. Get the job done. You're damn right. And I'm humming the theme song to Superman. The man of stealing. I think you know why I picked that song as I walked out the room and I walk out the room and she's laying there. And let me put it to you this way. She had a robe on and now the robe's crumpled up on the floor. And I see what's in the robe and what was in the robe is the stuff that I know was in the robe. And now I put my robe on the floor and now she sees the stuff that was in the robe. And I go over to the bedroom and I'm about to take care of business. You understand? I'm saying I'm about to take care of business. Yeah. And then there's just as I'm about to, let's just say it, just as about the train is about to pull into the tunnel. She puts her hand on my face, pushes me back and says, now, what was that bull crap you were talking? Huh? You going to talk all that crap now? Huh? Now, let me ask you a question. Who runs this now? Who runs this now? Huh? Let me ask you a question. Who's the boss now? And I'm sitting there the whole time going, you mean to tell me this in my in my mind? I'm thinking this whole evening she saw me go through all of that crap to try to prove a point. And she sits there and plots the whole evening about how she's going to get go through all of the things she normally does. when We're about to get it on all of the things that she normally does. when We're about to get it on just to get me all worked up and to lay that naked so I can get naked so I could climb on top of her and just as about the time the train is about to pull into the tunnel she stops the train and says you ain't getting into the tunnel you bastard I just wanted to teach you a lesson for trying to teach me a lesson and then she looked at me and said I've run this I'm the boss and, and I'm looking down at her and she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and, she's, and she goes ha huh. and she looks away you know one of those you know those those really hard head turns that they do in really bad 80s soap operas ah, like that 
And she looks back at me and I'm looking at her and my eyes are squinted up and my mouth is all curled up and I'm shaking my head back and forth I'm like, no, no, no. Okay, that's not exactly what happened. She put her hand on my face and pushed me back and said, ah, hi, who's the boss? And I said, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really, really uh, happy being an employee and uh, I don't mind you being the boss at all. And then I banged her. That's what really happened. But it... You know, I, I kind of just caved in because, you know, she was naked and I was naked on top of her and I wanted to put the train in the tunnel. <clears throat> yeah, but, but the part about me going, being defiant sounded better, didn't it? It sounded better. No, I know it sounded better, but I mean, if you've been listening to me for a long period of time and realize at that time in my life, in my teens and 20s, there was no way in the world I was ever going to be able to turn down a naked woman underneath me. That was, you know, I got just kind of caved in and said she was the boss, you know. And it's, I'm kind of ashamed of myself now. I bet, even though I talk about a lot of stuff in the sit in the podcast, I probably should have, you know, uh, probably should have changed the story a little bit and made myself look more more strong. But I really wanted to get it on with her, you know. And I would like to say that it, the relationship lasted another year. But I would like to say that I, I tell you, boy. But after that, I really showed her. But I, I did. I didn't show her nothing. I was a punk, and uh, you know. And she dropped me, you know, she dropped me. And, uh, you know, actually, story, story is starting to sound kind of sad. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I kind of got treated like crap the whole time. I mean, I, this is embarrassing, actually. I mean, uh, I was, I was kind of hoping that when I thought, when I think about this story, it was, yeah, I kind of, I kind of come out bad in this story, don't I? Um, okay, well, <clears throat> what I meant was that all, what I just said that last couple of minutes about the stuff where she dropped me, that, that, that part was, it was all jokes. What really happened was she took her clothes off <clears throat> and I walked out of the bedroom, the bathroom after the shower and then I dropped my robe and she said, wow, I can't believe I'm going to get some of that. And then she said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Whatever you want, Superman, you, you run this and hopefully a year from now you won't drop me because I definitely, you know, my hot 28 year old self will definitely not be dropping your, you know, your dopey, uh, uh, Okay, I got dropped. So what? Don't judge me, people. Okay, give me a break. I was young, man. All right. I was a young guy. Sometimes when you're a young guy and a hot woman wants you to do stuff, you just do it. But I'm 49 years old now and I've jumped on top of other hot women. But it's a different story now because current me don't put up with that crap. And I'm on top of a hot woman and she's trying to tell me what to do. I look and I said, listen, I don't know. I mean, I don't I tell her the story. And I'm saying, listen, I, the last, you know, I've been on top of a few hot women in my day. And I'm going to tell you about the first really hot woman I was with back in the day in New York. You know, she tried to run game on me and try to make me control me and make me do what she wanted. And then she got mad at me one time and I taught her a lesson and she took off all her clothes and got all showered up and I got all showered up and I was on top of her with no clothes on. And then she stopped me and made me stop and made me admit that she was running things just so I could get some. And I'm telling you right now, that is not going to happen. And then, you know, the woman goes, yeah, um, I know you're an older guy now, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much still running things. You're going to do what I say or you're not getting any of this. And then I, I of course went, yes, ma'am. <clears throat> Wow, nothing has changed. This is this is this is getting embarrassing now. Uh, 
maybe when I'm in my 50s, maybe, but, but yeah, that's what's going to happen. When I'm in my 50s, I'm on top of a hot woman and she's going to tell me, you're going to do what I want. I'm going to go, listen, honey, I'm in my 50s now and I have con- complete control over myself as a man and damn it, I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> that's probably not going to happen then either. I'm probably just going to do whatever she says. I'm gonna, I'll be honest with you. And now that I'm listening to this story and I'm reliving what's going on and I'm realizing that nothing has really changed, I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe I should just, uh, I should probably just cut this whole episode out and just go back and find some clips from an episode where I had some self-respect and then, uh, you know, or find some old episodes that I, that I shelved that are good, but I didn't want to do them, uh, at the time and then, uh, act like I just made them and, uh, and then, and then, and then, and then try to feed them and then, and then maybe, uh, maybe I wouldn't have embarrassed myself in front of all my, uh, my listeners. Um, I'm starting to think that the, the more I talk, the more bad I'm going to look. I, I should probably just end this segment because I, I'm feeling kind of like a douche. Uh, I would just like to say, uh, editor's note, uh, none of this stuff that happened in this segment is true. Uh, all of this was a, a story, a short story written for your amusement. And, uh, uh, uh none of this, none of this happened. I'm, uh, always in control. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna have to stop just now. Segment over. Okay, folks, uh, we're gonna talk here about something that you guys have been emailing me about. You seem to be interested in this particular person. I really don't, uh, really don't blame you, but I didn't really want to bring her up because she I hadn't seen her, so there's really no reason to bring her up. But a lot of you have been asking me about Gram Granny Sweet Butt. And as it turns out, yes, there has been a granny sweet butt sighting and a granny sweet butt meeting. I actually ran into granny sweet butt. Now, uh, for the new listeners, you, you don't know who granny sweet butt is. She's been mentioned a couple of times on the show, and I'm going to give a quick recap of who granny sweet butt is so I can get, begin telling the story of the most recent sighting and meeting with the aforementioned granny sweet butt. Now, granny sweet butt is a, is a woman. You know how everybody that I know of, you have uh, age ranges in your mind about someone who's too young for you to date and someone who's too old for you to date. Like somebody my age, I'm like, I'm not dating anybody under like 30 or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And then you see a 26 year old and you go, mm, she's 26. Mm, okay, don't do it. Don't do it. And you got to fight yourself not to date her because you know she's too young for you to date in your mind. Or someone who's older than you, not ridiculously older than you, but older enough older than you where you go, eh, nah, but then they look so good. You're like, eh, I might have to bust that rule in the head and push it in an alley and jump on top of this person. And Granny Sweetbub was one of those, someone who, if you looked at her age or what I estimate her age to be, she would be someone too old for me to date. But the thing was, she was one of those people that only aged from the eyebrows to the chin, right? Now, she wasn't an unattractive woman. She, you could tell she was an older lady, but everywhere else on her that wasn't the eyebrows to the chin, everywhere else, she stopped aging at around 25 or 26 years old, literally from the back. You saw from the back. You would think you were looking at a ridiculously fit, incredible, delicious 25 or 26 year old. And if she was reading a cereal box and she was standing in front of you and you couldn't see her face, you'd be thinking, oh, my God, a 25 or 26 year old. She pulled the box down and you'd say she's still beautiful, but she's too old for me to date. That's what you'd be thinking if you were a young guy. Okay. so in my mind, I I can't use her name, obviously, but in my mind, I mean, uh, I called her Granny Sweetbutt, not to be a pig or anything, but she had the delicious buttocks. 
and watching her walk. It's like her, her, you're watching her walk. You could act. I thought that music that was playing was coming over the speaker in the supermarket. They're like, uh, we weren't playing any music. I'm going, her butt just made music. Her butt makes music. You're damn right. I think her butt might tour with, okay, I'm just kidding. I was about to, <clears throat> moving on. So I run into Granny's sweet butt again, right? Now, what happened was I was actually was walking through the supermarket making a purchase, and I hear someone call me from behind, and it was a familiar voice, and I turned around, and there she was. It was Granny Sweetbud, mm-hmm, looking yummy, and she walks up to me. Now, if you know what happened the last time, the last time I saw and lusted after Granny Sweetbud, she was with her new boyfriend, Grampy Tinkleteeth, and who Grampy Tinkleteeth was was essentially the male version of Granny Sweetbud. He was one of those guys where if you looked at him from the back or if you covered up his face, you'd think he was a, a male bo- a bodybuilder or some crap like that in great shape. And everything and the reason i called him tinkle teeth is just like those old sitcoms or old movies or cartoons when you have this super good looking guy who's an older guy or a tom terrific type guy who's just mr perfect where he turns around and smiles at the camera and then they have that sound effect of tinkle and then you see like a little light flash in the teeth that's what he was like so i called him grampy tinkle teeth he was granny sweet butt he's grampy tinkle teeth and the last time I saw them, they were together. They had met. And now, as it turns out, I see Granny Sweet, but not even really, you know, I'm not really all, all worked up over it now because I had met Granny, uh, Grant, Grampy Tinkle Teeth and he seemed like a nice cat and he shook my hand and he hugged me because he thought I was a friend of Granny Sweet, but not realizing I was just some random dude she befriended that I, that's, wants to jump on top of her. And he invited me to work out with him at the gym. And I'm and I'm like, OK, maybe I'll do that. And then she goes, hey, I work out with him, too. And she wears revealing clothes anyway. So I can't imagine what the hell she'd be wearing at a gym. And then she'd be wearing revealing clothes and sweating through them. And I'm going, I'm not sitting there. What? Listen to her grunt and bend over a, a damn bench and be wearing sweaty clothes. And I already want to jump on top of her when she's wearing jeans and a T-shirt. So, you know, damn well, I'm not going to be sitting there when she's wearing a tank top and yoga pants. That's not going to happen. So she sees me and I'm thinking, oh, crap, I got to make an excuse why I didn't go to the gym with him. And I'm preparing to get that crap excuse out. And as it turns out, she walks up and she looks sad and she hugs me, you know, and I'm trying to console her at the same time, you know, thinking disgusting things and going, no, 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 no. Remember, you, you, you like her. You like tinkle teeth. You, you just, just don't 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 think those things. And what does she tell me? She says his name, she uses a curse word and tells me what he did and why they're not together now. Why they're not together now. And as it turns out, Grampy Tinkle Teeth was also Grampy jump on top of my 25-year-old secretary, secretary teeth. You're damn right. Right. And not only did he jump on top of the secretary, he wanted to jump on top of the secretary, keep jumping on top of the secretary secret. And at the same time, jump on top of granny sweet butts. And I went from admiring this old bastard and thinking I wanted to be like him when I got older to wanting to slap the crap out of him. Because not only was he enjoying the 25 year old secretary sweet butt, he was also enjoying granny's sweet butt. So we took both of those sweet butts off the market. So there's two dudes who, who or at least one dude who could have access to one of those sweet butts. But he decided to take both sweet butts to himself because he's a selfish old bastard. Oh, I wanted to slap the crap out of him. And now she's con- she's she's telling me all the sad story of how he's a piece of crap, right? And now it's starting to become uncomfortable, right? 
because I because now I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. She's telling me the story about this guy. And I can understand why she would, because, you know, we, I met him and I met her and I met them as a couple. You know, even though I had met her, met her first. And now it's becoming very apparent that not only is she telling me about this guy to let me know that, that you know, if I run across her again, I won't see him. She is now hitting on me. I mean, straight up hitting on me flirting with me saying all saying like slightly suggestive crap and i'm sitting there going well, maybe she's just a sexual person maybe that's what she is maybe she's not flirting and then it became really apparent she wanted me to take care of business and i didn't want to do that you know because i know i would just be the rebound guy you know when that's an older guy uh, I don't want to be that anymore. I mean, I know what younger me would have been like. I know if younger me had run across her and she started doing the stuff that she was doing, it would have been a whole different story. You're damn right. You know what I'm saying? I would have been one of those things like I know she's going to get rid of me after about three to six months. It'll be three or six months of me jumping on top of her sweet butt and I'm down with it. Because I've actually, when I was younger, I remember there was a lady who was a little bit older than me. I think I was, uh, I'm not going to say what age I am, what I was, but I was younger than her. Because if I say my actual age, people will kind of know who I'm talking about. And this is one of those few times where I really don't want anyone to know who I was talking about. And But she was older than me and uh, she broke up with somebody and it was the final breakup. She knew it was not going to happen again. And we were kind of friends. We kind of knew each other. I thought she was hot. She thought I was cute. And she basically, she, she, hey, well, let's go get some coffee. And I'm thinking we're just going to hang out and talk. I didn't, no big deal. And I had girl, female friends before, and I still do that I'm not jumping on top of. So I thought she was going to be one of those. No big deal. But then during the course of our coffee date, all of a sudden she went from sitting on the other side of the table to sitting. Now I'm sitting at on the table at six o'clock. She's sitting at 12 o'clock. And the next thing you know, she's sitting at three o'clock, then four o'clock, then five o'clock, then five fifty five and 30 seconds. If you understand what I'm saying, she goes, she's all of a sudden she's drinking from my coffee cup and I'm going, OK, I think I know where this is going. And I'm looking at her. I'm going, I always wanted to jump on top of her, but I want to see what the deal is. And she told me, listen. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. And I'm going, damn, damn, goodness gracious. I thought we were going to jump on top. She goes, look, oh, I'm definitely going to jump on top of you. But I want to let you know right now, I just got out of a relationship. I do not want to be in another relationship. I think you're attractive and cute and all of that. But I you know I don't love you or anything like that. I just think you're cute. And uh, basically, I just want to jump on top of you for a little while until I, you know, and, and then, you know, then then that'll be it. She basically, you know, I'm not going to say exactly how she said it, because if I tell you how she said it, people will also know who I'm talking about. She basically just spelled out, listen, I just broke up with somebody. I think you're cute. We're going to go get some blood tests because I think you're cute. And I'm going to jump on top of you for like three to for, for the entire summer, maybe a month after the summer. And then I'm leaving town and then uh, that'll be it. She said that I'm she, I want to jump on top of you for a few months, my last few months in the city that, we're, that I'm living in right now. And then I'm going to leave and then that'll be it. We'll probably never see each other again. If we do, it'll be like, hey, how's it going? But, you know, that's and I'm sitting there going, huh? 
I was just completely surprised that she thought she had to ask that. I was surprised she thought that there was a chance I was going to say no. I didn't give a crap about that. You, I said, I said, listen, let me get this straight. You're asking me if I want to jump on top of you until you leave town and then you're going to go away and I'll never see you again. And if we do run into each other, we'll just go back to being cool. I'll take the deal. And that's exactly what happened. Essentially, what she did was she realized her new life was going to be starting in approximately three and a half to four months. She was going to leave. She broke up with the dude. Well, he broke up with her. She was going to leave anyway. And I think maybe that's why they broke up, because she was going to go someplace else and he didn't want to deal with that. But she wanted to get some action for the three or four months she was left had left in town. She just she identified me as someone cute. She identified me as someone that didn't mind taking a blood test. She identified me as someone she'd enjoy getting it on with. And she did. you damn right. And uh, basically, I was essentially I was a piece of gym equipment she was going to work out on for three months so she can fit into the wedding dress of her. Uh, you know, you know, you, you know, women like it was like bikini season and you go to the gym for three months. You work out and work out and work out religiously. Then you get in shape and then you jump into the bikini and enjoy the summer. Well, I was the workout equipment she wanted to jump out on top of viciously for three months to get herself back in shape to go back to the world and you know what happened she <clears throat> worked out on me for like four and a half months then um, she got into the bikini called her new life and me the gym equipment she used to work out with she took me and put me back in the closet where i have been according in her life ever since and you know what i'm okay with it back to granny sweet butts and I was basically being offered the same deal again. I don't know what it is about me where women who break up with someone want to jump on top of me for three to six months. But I'm glad whatever it is it is I have, I'm glad I got it. <laughs> but in this particular case, I didn't want to do that. I just, you know, I'm at the point in my life right now where I want to have a girlfriend. So and I knew if I jumped on top of Granny Sweet, but I mean, I want to jump on top of Granny Sweet, but for a long time. And this just would not be regular jumping on top of. I, you know, sometimes and guys notice women. It's the same thing with you. There are times when you jump on top of someone, and it's not just jumping on top of them. It's jumping on top of them to prove a point. If I jumped on top of this woman, I'm going to jump on top of her like I'm trying to prove a point, like I'm trying to make a mark, like I'm trying to plant my flag on the moon, like I'm trying to knock down a building. I would be putting in that good work. And if I put in that good work, I got news for you. I got news for you. It wouldn't be three to six months. It would be, uh, why is she stalking me? And I was not going to put up with that. But the bad part about it was she kept ramping up the hitting and the hitting and the hitting on me. She kept getting more blatant and more aggressive and more aggressive and more aggressive. And I'm telling you right now, as much as I want to jump on top of Granny Sweet, but I really want to jump on top of Granny Sweet. But she got really, really close. I mean, she got really close to me following her home and putting in that good work on her. But I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be a good guy. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But she came close. She came really close to me taking her home and giving her that good business. And I'll tell you how close she came. Every action movie will give you an idea of how close she came from the yes machine dropping a nuclear bomb into that valley. I'll give you an indication. You ever watch those action films in maybe the 80s and you're when you're in a hotel room or something, if you had bad cable back in the day and there's always that bomb. Come on, Bill, what are you going to do? The blue wire or the red wire? I don't know, damn it. I don't know. I'm not a bomb expert. I only had a little bit of bomb training. That's why I'm in... Well, damn it, you're the only person that had any bomb training. Bill, what are you going to do? I don't know, damn it. I'm going to slip this wire. 
Bill, are you sure it's the one? Of course, I'm not sure it's the one. Damn it, I told you I don't have any Bob training. Everybody, Bill, we trust you. No problem. And he hits the wire and it nothing blows up. And then, of course, the dramatic pan to the clock and it has one second left on it. Well, it was kind of like that. She was about one flirt move away from us getting arrested in the supermarket. Uh, banging on aisle six, banging on aisle six. You're damn right. Kept offering herself. And I'm, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. It was, I was like a bad infomercial. For a limited time, you can jump on top of Granny Sweetbud and enjoy her deliciousness. But you must act now. For three to six months, you'll have access to her body, her breasts, her hoo-hoo. That's right, but now. Make your call now. And just like an infomercial, when there was a product that I really, really wanted badly, but I knew I shouldn't have it and I shouldn't have it, I did not pick up the phone and make the phone call. So I said, listen, I, I, and I lied to her and told her that I had a girlfriend and she goes, oh, she's such a lucky woman. And I'm looking at her like, you don't know how lucky you almost got because I'm about to tear your ass. <laughs> I didn't say that part, but it was in my mind. So I gave her a hug and a peck on the cheek. And she goes, OK, well, you know, it was nice seeing you anyway. And then she gives me another peck on the cheek. And that's when Bill snapped that wire. Tick, 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 tick. And I said, oh, got to go. And then I walked out of the supermarket and did not bang her. But it was great seeing Granny Sweetbutt again. And I'm going to make sure I don't go to that store for a while, because if I go to that store tomorrow and she does that again, I'm jumping on top of her. Yeah, don't judge me. You haven't seen her. I should take a picture. Actually, I do have a picture of her. I should, I should, I'm not going to do it, but if I showed you a picture of Granny Sweetbutt, in fact, I shouldn't show you a picture of Granny Sweetbutt because you probably would send me emails. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. You should have jumped on top of her. You got your damn mind. And, and, and so that don't judge me, you bastards, just because you bastards don't have the moral power that I have. <laughs> uh, let me look at my phone right now and get another look at Granny Sweet. Oh, good Lord. I should have jumped on top of her. Good. God, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm glad I didn't do it. Don't judge me. F y'all. I'm a good guy and a good person. <sighs> Better delete that picture because if I swear to goodness, if I don't delete that picture soon, I'm just going to go to that damn supermarket and sit outside and wait for it to show up again. Jump on top of it. Take care of that business. Damn right. F y'all. Segment over. Okay, folks, thank you very, very much for coming back to listen to this podcast. This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 304. Thank you very much for all the love you guys have been showing me. I appreciate it more than you know. I really, really, really do. For those of you that want to listen to this podcast on a regular basis, and why wouldn't you? You can hear it on several, several places. Those places include iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, uh, the home base is Podbean and, of course, Spotify. You know what? It's it's really, really easy to find this podcast. All you have to do basically is go to Google and put in my name as Anthony Thomas. Bam, the podcast shows up or you can type in the podcast name as Anthony says and bam, it's right there. Please, my friends, if you love this program, rate and review. Tell your friends that listen to the podcast. That's right. Share the spread the word, you bastard. Spread the word. I need more people in the bastard army. Uh, social media for me, two places. One for me specifically on Twitter at S Anthony Thomas for the show at S Anthony says. I'm on Instagram at S Anthony Thomas. And if you want to write to me, declarations of love, all you have to do is 
Email me at talk to Anthony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-T-O and then my name, S. Anthony, all in one thing, at gmail.com. Talk to us, Anthony at gmail.com. Folks, much love to every last one of the members of the Bastard Army. Much love to you. Can't wait to talk to you again next week. And now, my friends, you wonderful, cool people, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I want you to say it with me on the count of three. Are you ready? Cool. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.